truck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And we're back at it again here on a Wednesday. Greetings. Thanks for hopping on board here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I am Steve Dace. He is Aaron McIntyre, and he is Todd Erzin, all of them joining us here. You can join us as well if you'd like today at 888-933-93. That's 888-933-93. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can access that. That's D-E-A-C-E. You can also like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. We've got our weekly profit of woe and lamentation day. Daniel Horowitz here to take us inside politics later in the program. Plenty of buy, sell, or hold, our fun weekly game where we open up Pandora's box and who knows what topics you folks decide you want us to uh, attack and crush and embarrass ourselves with. But before we get to all of that, first and foremost, here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away? Brought to you by The Senate Trial Begins. Chief Justice John Roberts provided the most dramatic moment of the day. I think it is appropriate at this point for me to admonish uh, both the House managers and the President's counsel in equal terms uh, to remember that they are addressing the world's greatest deliberative body. One reason it has earned that title is because its members avoid speaking in a manner and using language that is not conducive to civil discourse. Um, In the 1905 Swain trial, a senator objected when one of the managers used the word pettifogging, and the presiding officer said the word ought not to have been used. I don't think we need to aspire to that highest standard, but I do think those addressing the Senate should remember where they are. I just don't know if my heart can handle this. President Trump said he'd love the opportunity to speak before the Senate. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be beautiful? I don't know. I'd sort of love to sit right in the front row and stare at their corrupt faces. I'd love to do it. I don't know. Don't don't keep talking because I may you may convince me to do it. Back on the campaign trail, James O'Keefe and Project Veritas found another Bernie Sanders field organizer, this time in South Carolina, by the name of Martin Weisberger, to talk glowingly about Soviet gulags. We have what global help is when we send all the Republicans to the re-education. <laughs> you imagine Mitch McConnell? Oh God, he wouldn't survive a day. Lindsey Graham. I only learned this in college when I started studying the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union was not horrible. No, it wasn't. I mean, for women's rights, the Soviet Union is, I think, the most progressive place to date in the world. Pete Buttigieg appears to be flaming out in Iowa. By having better hands guided by better values on those pulleys and levers of American government. So can I look to you to spread that sense of hope to those that you know? Come on. (laughs) Please clap. Joe Biden talked about shotguns. I support the Second Amendment. I own 20 gauge and a 10, and a, 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 excuse me, a 12 gauge shotgun. But my Lord, any of you guys who need a clip that has 100 rounds in it, you shouldn't be hunting, man. You're a danger to yourself. He was also asked what he'd say to Mitch McConnell if he got the chance. I'm going to save that for Mitch McConnell. I'm not, I'm not being facetious. 
because, you know, look, everybody says that we can't get anything done. Uh, if I'm elected president or anybody's elected president, you can't bring the parties together. There are things that will bring the parties together, certain, not, not on everything. The latest poll of New Hampshire by Suffolk University and the Boston Globe finds Bernie Sanders leading the state at 16 percent. Joe Biden is close behind at 15. Pete Buttigieg is in third at 12 percent. The porn lawyer Michael Avenatti is being held in solitary confinement in a New York federal prison for his own safety. That's according to the warden of that prison. This comes after Avenatti was arrested yet again, this time for cheating on his taxes. He's also facing a slew of other financial crimes charges as well. Learning Spanish today, today's phrase is Michael Avenatti didn't kill himself. Michael Avenatti no se suicidó. Republicans in the U.S. House are preparing their plans to address global warming, because why the heck not? In other news, multiple World Series winning pitcher Kurt Schilling was snubbed for the Pro Baseball Hall of Fame yet again. He talked to MLB TV about why he thinks that might be the case. Initially, when I retired, uh, I thought, I, and I got, like, I don't remember what the percentage of votes was, but I was like, that's kind of, that's cool, you know? At least peop, some people thought of me in that sense, so I'm good. And then it, it became, I think, uh, focused on things that weren't on the baseball field that I had done or said, and, and it became meaningless in that sense, in the sense that people who uh, were flawed as, or more flawed than anybody else I knew were going to be judging my character. So it was like, okay. How much do you think that your tweets and your various provocative statements and views have affected your vote total? Uh, tremendously. Anybody that doesn't vote for me usually writes a column and includes the reason why they didn't. Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers says he's leaving his version of Christianity. I don't know how you can believe in a God who wants to condemn most of the planet, you know, to a fiery hell. Like what type of loving, sensitive, omnipresent, omnipotent being wants to condemn most of his beautiful creation to a fiery hell at the end of all this. And finally, don't lie, we probably all made this face the first time we had ice cream. Ice cream for her birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what happened while we were away. I still do that. (laughs) I still do that. Uh, Aaron's montage today brought to you by our friends over at Riduzone. Okay, reality check. How many of you made a New Year's resolution to change your diet and to lose weight? How's that going so far, though? Chances are you're having a lot of trouble fighting those cravings, but there is a solution. Riduzone. Developed by doctors and backed by two U.S. patents, Riduzone is the only FDA-accepted product that includes OEA, the naturally occurring molecule that helps you feel full faster and burns stored fat while reducing your calorie intake. It's vegan-friendly and gluten-free as well. Riduzone makes it easy to resist those cravings that can ruin your resolution. So face it, dying and alone, dieting, alone almost said dying alone that that sucks too but dieting alone is just too hard the easy way to keep your resolution and get your weight under control is riduzone riduzone is exclusively available on their website riduzone.com and right now if you use promo code steve you'll get 65 percent off of your first order that's a massive discount 65 percent off with promo code steve at riduzone.com r-i-d-u Z-O-N-E, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E, promo code Steve to get 65% off your first order. 
Let's go to the montage. We are going to save all of our impeachment discussion for the overtime today because I don't have anything to say. I, you I, don't? I, have, I literally have nothing. I had, a, I had a, a political junkie friend of mine text me like at 10 o'clock last night or nine o'clock. I don't know what time it was. Um, I was, I got home. Amy and I have a Tuesday night Bible study at church, got home. I'm trying to catch up on man in the high castle. And so I was losing track of time and this buddy of mine texts me and he's like, you still watching this? And I, I texted back. I'm like, watching what? He goes, the impeachment. I'm like, I, I had no idea it was on. So I, I've not watched any of it. I don't, I don't know anything. I did see a couple of headlines this morning when I got on Twitter that I thought were perfect. No history doesn't care and won't have won't judge and will find this largely irrelevant. And then the other one was your impeachment guide if you hate everyone. Okay, I like I didn't even read the articles. I just liked the two headlines. <laughs> so I shared them. All right. So I I don't know if that's good or not though. All right, cuz I I am torn. I mean, this is this should be a serious process. What is being alleged should be considered serious. I just don't take any of the people orchestrating the process, running it, including uh, old ditch up there in the Senate, uh, nor do I take the people that uh, are, are lobbying the charges. I just don't take any of them seriously. I mean, I, to me, this is this is this is the political equivalent of a of a mob that brings you a woman caught in the act of adultery. Which, by the way, if she was caught in the act of adultery, means that they would have had to witness what? What would they have had to witness if she was caught in the act of adultery? Stony. They would know the, the adultery. Chicanery? If they, yeah, oh, they had to yeah. Well, yeah, witness the adultery. So um, we're, we're, was voyeurism in the Levitical law? Did I miss that part? Go watch. Was that was that part of the law? No? No, it wasn't. Okay, so they've already tainted themselves by catching her in the act of adultery, number one. Number two, they bring her there. And it's very clear this that there's this is they they're just they're they're looking for someone to condemn. They're not really trying to uphold the spirit of the law here. And that's the way I look at this entire proceeding. But I could be wrong. So we are going to set aside some time today and discuss it in the overtime. If you're a Blaze TV subscriber, thank you. Good news is you'll just have to be patient. That'll be posted for you later this afternoon at blazetv.com slash dace. If you're not yet one, though, and you'd like to subscribe to Blaze TV, that's blazetv.com slash dace. You can go there, too. Sign up right there and get a discounted subscription courtesy of my name. You'll get to watch all of our stuff and all of the other exclusive content that's produced every day right here at blazetv.com. So let's move on to stuff I'm actually paying attention to and have maybe a somewhat far, somewhat more informed opinion of. I want to take you back to yesterday's show. And we were talking about how it is dog pile on Bernie Sanders right now, right? We were talking about that? Correct. And we had had a couple of Iowa caucus polls that were bad for Bernie. And we discussed why we don't, we don't buy it. And it's not that it's, 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 it's not that we couldn't buy Joe Biden on caucus night getting to 23 or 24 or even 25%. We could buy that. And I think given what we talked about yesterday with David Yepsen and some of those rules changes uh, that are going to, uh, you know, orchestrate the caucus process this time around, I think you're maybe even buying it more than you were 48 hours yes, ago that it's possible indeed. in that kind of an environment to get to it. It's that, so that's not the part we don't buy. We don't buy that Bernie Sanders is finishing fifth. And then if he does fit or if he does finish fourth or fifth, it's going to be because it's a four or five candidates each have around 18 to 20%. It's not because he's in the low teens. That's the part we weren't buying. Right. Right. And, and one of the things that we pointed out to, to strengthen our cases, the campaigns know more than we do. Now you have to understand it doesn't matter how good your data is. 
Human beings are in algorithms. They're human beings made up of 2 trillion cells, complex emotions, right? So in the end, human nature always trumps, always trumps the algorithm. An algorithm will tell you what people will do are most likely to do, but it cannot cause them to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So the human nature trumps the math. But um, when, when you look at where Bernie Sanders was at, it just didn't make it, it. It's why it didn't make any sense. And the campaigns have the best math of that of them all. And especially when you look at the amount of money these Democratic candidates are, are raising, they've got tremendous amounts of data. And all of their data is going to be better. All of it, every last syllable and morsel of it. I promise you, as someone that has been on the outside of doing the public polling and studying it and, and analyzing it and on the inside getting access to the data machine of a national campaign. I can promise you the campaigns always have the best math. Always. It still has a level of imperfection because we're dealing with human beings and not automatons, but their math is better than any public math of any public pollster. And they're usually ahead of the news cycle. I talked about that yesterday, right? So whatever yes. you're getting in a public poll is, is, is dated. Doesn't mean it's not it's, that doesn't mean it's not accurate, but it's a dated snapshot. Uh, and I use the analogy of a disc, of disc jockeys in the old FM radio days. That right when they were tired of of you know the latest uh, bubblegum tune uh, from you know, the Bay City Rollers uh, or, or Casey and the Sunshine Band, okay, when they were sick of it is right when the uh, was beginning to climb Casey Kasem's top forty chart because the audience was just beginning to pay attention. All right. That's the way that public polling works. Even if it's accurate, it's behind the bell curve. And, and I said, if you really want to get a true test of where, where the campaigns think they are, look at their own behavior. They'll tell you. And we saw what yesterday? It was everybody dogpile on Bernie Sanders. We used to call, we used to have a name for this game when you and I were going to school, smear the... Yeah. Yeah, you can't say that anymore. Okay. Um, in fact, when you and I were going to school, the, the gym teacher called it that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. When, when, now, when Aaron sends his kids to school, you will, you will go to yeah. one of Bernie's gulags for, for, for utilizing that game. Okay. Um, but it was clear watching the campaigns that they aren't buying that Bernie Sanders is finishing fifth in Iowa. All of the polling today, and there's a ton of it out. California, New, Aaron cited one in New Hampshire. CNN is a national poll that has Bernie Sanders ahead. Okay. After what they tried to do to him in their debate last week, all right, all of the, and I mean every last bit of polling that is out today is all good for Bernie Sanders. All of it is. And so if the public polling that's out today is all good for Bernie Sanders, what was the, what was the real proprietary stuff that the campaigns get access to that they pay six and seven figures for? What was it saying three, four, five, six, seven days ago? Well, now you know what it was saying. And that's why coming out of the weekend, it was dogpile on Bernie Sanders because their numbers were telling them the exact same thing. Todd, your thoughts? Nailed it. I mean, I, I, the, and to go in, you said this, you didn't go into the specifics. Uh, uh, if Elizabeth Warren was not 
increasing the way she should have that been. That was the other part, too. It didn't make in, any sense that Elizabeth Warren yes. and Bernie Sanders would both be stalled out. Right. All right, because they're trying to vie for the same group. Right. And this is a massive constituency group in the Democratic Party. So they can't both flame out. All right. One of them is going to ascend and the other descend, but they can't both flame out. Right. That was the point we made yesterday. Right. So, and these polls were showing them both flaming out. So now, the listen, uh, a, uh, the guy's a survivor. I mean, a true political cockroach. But but now he uh, when has Bernie Sanders ever had to finesse? as a front runner. And that's what he's going to have to do here because, and I think it, you saw that yesterday with how he chose not to, not to go ape right. on Hillary Clinton's comments, because I think you're, he's, he's got his numbers are telling him, listen, he's raising more money than any of them. Mm-hmm. As the socialist is, is raising more money than any of them are. His numbers are telling him, dude, I, I don't have, I'm, I'm winning this thing. I, I don't have to lower myself to argue with Hillary Clinton. I, there, that doesn't, I get no benefit out of that. I'm winning this so, thing. So now the question, the question is short term versus long here. I'm winning this thing here right in now. Iowa. Yeah. I have momentum. Can I, 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 listen, he's not a man of the people. He's just an ardent socialist, but he's got to be a political, a shrewd political animal. How does he play this and try to plant seeds for long-term game? You know, in this moment, you're right in how he plays it with Hillary, but also how, how does he, how does he put on it? Is he capable of putting on a charm offensive in any way? Should he, but will that be hollow no matter what? That's going to be fascinating. I think, I, I think he doesn't have to change anything unless somebody else is, somebody else changes something. He doesn't have to change anything. He has a guaranteed group of people that are going to show up, period, okay? And while all of the polling today is good for him, it's not like he's pulling in massive numbers. And, and what you're seeing if, if, is something else I told you yesterday and what I was trying to explain to David Yepsen when we had him on, and he seemed to kind of agree with me after I explained it. There's, there's, we know one, there, there's a couple of things we know, but if there's one thing we know more than anything else, there's nobody walking into an Iowa caucus site in 10 days that was voting for Bernie Sanders that when they walk out, they're not, right? right. We know that. We know, what other candidate can say that? Oh, I agree. And so as long as, so that's why I don't think he has to change anything as long as this is a war of attrition with everyone else. He doesn't have to change anything to win Iowa and perhaps and not even to Iowa, win- And if he wins Iowa, he's going to turn around and win New Hampshire, I believe. But And perhaps not even to ultimately to win uh, the Democrat nomination because yep. of how, but- He's going to have to, on some level, and it might have to be marginal, to win the presidency. I think that's a topic way. Well, that's my question. Do you not even and, care? You don't, you don't even care right now if you're Bernie Sanders. You're 80. You've been fighting. You're, you're you know, you've been keeping uh, keep hope alive uh, for the Soviet Union for the last. 30, you took you took your honeymoon there when it was in its death throes in the late 80s. All right. I mean, you have been you've been you know uh, you've been burning the candle here. Okay. Um, so you don't even worry about any of that stuff right now. What you're worried about right now is you and I win New Hampshire and you begin to make the case, like you said, I'm Thanos, I am inevitable. And, and, it's, and it's Joe Biden that is the one that is dividing this by remaining in the race and contesting this and turning into a race war by going down south. All right, so because here's the thing, if he knows if he wins Iowa and New Hampshire, at the very least, at the very least, he's going to probably win California. And that puts him in a bit because he's the true leftist candidate in the race and that puts him at least in position to contend for this in milwaukee where he can take his uh, gul- his future gulag wannabes 
thugs and uh, and and unleash them on uh, the poor unsuspecting people of your former uh, hometown and home state okay that's that that that's the plan here if i'm bernie sanders i just want to throw this in here for uh, right wing watch and media matters uh, if you're going to quote anything please quote this uh, all power to the soviets um, workers of the world unite please don't throw us in the gulags thank you Although I hear they're nice this time of year. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe Michael Evanetti can let us know whenever he gets out what they're like. Um, let's, let's go next to the Kurt Schilling thing. So this is my buddy, and I'm biased. All right? I'm biased. I'm admitting that up front. I, I can't totally see this one object, objectively. Okay? But... Let me tell me if you think this guy is if this is the stat line of someone you think is absolutely a Hall of Famer. Like what's our typical line? If you have to think about it, Uh the answer is probably no. Right. Okay. Barely 2000 hits. 2160 hits. Fewer than 400 home runs. 383 home runs. Lifetime batting average. Right around 300. Does that strike you as an absolute Hall of Famer to you? You said barely 2,000 hits? Barely 2,000 hits. No. 2,160. No. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you know whose stat line that is? Larry Walker's. That's his stat line. There's 16 pitchers. How long have they been playing this game? Like 1875 or something like Mm. that? Okay. So we've had Major League Baseball longer than any organized professional sporting pursuit in American history. It's it's going into, it's in the middle of its third century here. No other American pro sports league can say that, right? Right. So a a, a sport that's in its third, that's in its third um, century. All time, 17 pitchers have struck out 3,000 batters. All time. The 17th just happened this season with CC Sabathia. 17th pitcher ever. So he's not yet eligible for the Hall because he just retired. So he's got to wait a few years. Of the other 16, again, this is a game in its third century. Back and think about an era where Cy Young could win 500 games because you could pitch every night, you, you, you could cheat. You'd scuff the ball back then. Uh, it was a dead ball back then, which is why there were years you'll read Ty Cobb and and Babe Ruth leading the majors in home runs with 13. Okay? So it was the dead ball era. We So even going through that era, all time, 17 pitchers have, have struck out at least 3,000 batters. All time. Of the 16, the other 16 are either in the hall or hall eligible. Of those other 16, there are only two that are that are eligible that are not in Cooperstown. Now, one of them is for obvious reasons, Roger Clemens, right? Because he is the Barry Bonds of the steroid era. He's Barry Bonds yes. on the mound. He's the, he's the guy who was already going to be in the hall without cheating, like Bonds would have been already. But in order, order to prolong his career and make an all-time assault on the record book, he cheated like Bonds did. And so the both of them are on the outside looking in, despite the fact that prior to taking the needle, we all agree they were on pace for Hall of Fame careers, yes. right? So Clemens is the Barry Bonds of the of the pitcher. He's the pitcher of you know Barry Bonds on the mound of the steroid era. We understand why he's not in. You know who the other one is? 
It would be Kurt Schilling. It's Kurt Schilling is the other one. Kurt Schilling's the other one. Also happens to be arguably the greatest postseason pitcher ever. It, it, he's certainly in the conversation. Certainly in the conversation. When you look at his body of work in the postseason. Pitched arguably since Don Larson's perfect game for the Yankees. Yeah. He pitched arguably the most famous. It's the most famous postseason pitching performance since Don Larson's perfect game in the World Series for the Yankees. The bloody sock game. All right, so you've got swag, the bloody sock. You have his performance carrying the Boston Red Sox past the curse. All right, and that was before him and Randy Johnson. Yeah, you have him with three teams. Yes. I mean, I never remember like a down part of his career. I mean, from the my earliest memories, going back to uh, Phillies battling it out with the Braves. I mean, he he was the ace of that staff yes. since he was a pup. Yes. So explain then. Because we don't like victimology on this show. We reject it, all right? But this this means that there's always a reason for, uh, that you're never responsible for your actions. That doesn't mean we don't think there, there's no such thing as victims, but the science of victimology that I seek to pass the buck, I seek to, to transfer responsibility for my actions to others. I seek to absolve myself of any accountability, right? Okay. Um, give me another, give me any other, uh, give me a reason. Why he's not in? Yeah. Other than if, if he believed there were 38 genders, yeah. Israel was an apartheid state and Trump was an illegitimate president. Would Kurt Schilling be in the Hall of Fame right now? Two or three years ago. Yeah. Absolutely, you're yeah. right. And uh, you know, he's going to get in. And last night's interview, uh, or I don't know if it was last night, but the Bob, Bob Costas, I was surprised. So I, was I. It was a, it was a good Frankly, interview. But I think as that's, much as I love him, when I when I saw without listening to it, yeah, I know. when I just saw, oh, I know. Kurt, why didn't you call me before yeah. you went with Bob Costas? But then he just handled it like a freaking yeah. pro, man. He's a World Series champion. And he, he's got. And this. he said, of course you should be in. You, you, we're not doing a full background check on everybody. Uh, this is about baseball. But here's what's going to happen, and I'm. More certain of it once I saw next year's that they're setting Kurt Schilling up. Next year's incoming eligible class is weak, and what they're gonna—they're not gonna put him up there. They weren't about to put him up there and look shiny along with Derek Jeter. He's gonna get in next year when he's got the spotlight alone on him, and they're gonna crucify him. Yeah, you're in the hall, but we're gonna just make you look like a monster and we're going to have fun doing it. That's what I fear. And as he pointed out, see in that scenario, I think he will thrive actually. Yeah. He, he might, but yeah. they, they can't help themselves. They're yeah. progressive. Yeah, that's, uh, the, that's a fair fight. I'm more concerned about sitting down one-on-one with Bob Costas where he's got the editing that he can do after the, mm-hmm. I'm more far more concerned about that. Yeah. Throwing a guy in there with that, 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 you know, had his ankle exposed through the, through bare skin up against an open flame or, or up against an open throng. I'm not worried about Kurt in that situation whatsoever. I mean, that, that, that's where it's a fair fight. Everybody's face to face. We're rolling camera live. I'm far more interested in the individual sit down where they can edit that thing to make you look as, as terrible as possible. What were you going to say, Aaron? Yeah. And as he pointed out, I mean, this is, this is the same thing as it is in every other realm of life, uh, at, at least right now in public life. You know, you, you, can't, uh, you can't raise money for children in a children's hospital in the middle of Iowa without having, without having old tweets dug up. 
Okay, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't you can't do anything unless you conform to the zeitgeist. There is mm-hmm. no meritocracy anymore. This is supposed to be the the Baseball Writers Association of America. The the, the what Writers Association of America? The the baseball that would presuppose that they're writing and covering what mm, baseball, right? So you, if, if you want to do anything in your life, at the best, one in a billion chance of doing it, one in a billion chance of you having the talent that it takes to succeed at the level that, is, that a Kurt Schilling has succeeded at. If you want to do this, and you want to go about it, and you expect to have a, a, mer- a meritocracy. Boy, um, you're in for a surprise. You may accomplish some great things, but you're never going to be recognized the way uh, the, the way that uh, that you would be if it was a pure meritocracy. Because it's not. It's do you conform? Do you are you yeah. going to conform? And that's all this is. There, there, there's no rationale. Larry Walker never won a World Series. Doesn't have three thousand hits. Doesn't have five hundred home runs. He doesn't have a single benchmark. That is automatic for being in the Hall of Fame. He's got one MVP award. He'd only been, I think, to five All-Star games. Okay? The idea that there is no legit rationale for why a guy that was an ace pitcher for three different franchises that took him to the World Series, two of them, he won them World Series, and is one of only 17 pitchers all time to hit 3,000 strikeouts in this sport. There's no rationale whatsoever why Larry Walker's in here ahead of Kurt Schilling. Just looking at stats. And you can take your war. The war stat said eight years ago that um, uh, Miguel Cabrera shouldn't be the MVP of the American League for having the first triple crown in 40 years. Take your war stat, all right, and shove it up your skull net pocket protector. You want a war stat or you want to be you want a, you want a World Series champion? What do you want, Todd? I want a World Series. You champion. want a World Series champion. And that's what this guy is while putting up the Hall of Fame stats at the same time. It's complete and total BS. And I just, I needed to say that and get it off my chest more in a moment. Big news, everyone. Yep, it is finally happening. This is the year to straighten your teeth with candid, clear aligners. If you're looking to do something because you're unhappy with your smile, you're self-conscious in photos, I recommend you check out Candid. They deliver clear aligners directly to you and straighten your teeth for 65% less than what braces cost. And unlike braces, Candid Clear aligners are comfortable, removable, and totally invisible. So you can transform your smile without anyone noticing a thing. Plus, you never have to set foot in a doctor's office or a waiting room. Your treatment is prescribed remotely by a licensed orthodontist, and Candid delivers everything you need right to your door. And unlike other companies that do this, Candid only works with orthodontists, never general dentists. That means your treatment will be designed by an expert in tooth movement with at least 20 years of experience on average. So if you want to learn more about Candid's process and get a complimentary 3D scan of your teeth 
at a candid studio near you. It's the simplest, freest way to get started. So if you're ready to take the first step towards straighter teeth for a limited time, you can get started with $75 off by using code Y, W-H-Y. Y at candidco.com slash Y. That's candidco.com slash Y. Get $75 off at candidco.com slash Y. Let's get to buy, sell, or hold once a week. Aaron turns it over to you, the audience. Sometimes he gives us input. Usually it's unfortunate when he does. Uh, but most of the time you and the audience decide which topic, prediction, projection, you want Todd and I to render as a buy or a sell. Once a show, we are permitted to use hold. But if we do it for any reason other than, wow, this is even beneath my mediocre intellect. The dude code calls for you to be called out, scorned, mocked, maybe even scourged for punking out. Aaron. We'll start with Konstantinos Rodidis, who says the New York Times was a double endorsement for Warren by trying to get Klobuchar to take votes from Biden. But it also signaled that Klobuchar will most likely be the vice president candidate for Warren if she wins the primary. I, I will buy that. And I said that on the show yesterday. I, you can only, even with the expanded Twitter, tweet so many things in one tweet. But one of the things I said on the show yesterday is I do believe that that New York Times, or on Monday when we talked about it, that the New York Times double endorsement was also a signal that if Warren, if you're the nominee, Amy Klobuchar is your running mate. Because again, you have to think, to, to if you want to defeat your opposition, you have to think the way they think. You know? Um, and the way they think is, suburban women are the battle line in this election. And they're the fault line. And if you look at, um, Trump won this group by five points in 2016. He, one of the number one reasons Trump overperformed all of the election projections is even by the Republican Party's own numbers, he overperformed suburban women. In the end, suburban women were like, this guy makes my skin crawl, but I, I hate that woman. I, I just can't, I can't have her in charge of the country. And that was to his benefit, and he won them by five points when every, even the the party's own internal demographics had him losing them, maybe. Well, we get to 2018 in those midterms, and if you look at those districts that the Democrats won, there was a 14-point swing. We went from a five-point Trump edge to a nine-point loss. And a lot of those seat pickups by Democrats were in suburban districts. So it only makes sense, then, if you are, <clears throat> if you're doing get out the vote, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, media, is this... Sorry, uh, if you're if you're if you're doing a get out the vote operation, not so cleverly masquer mas uh, masquerading as media. If you're doing that, then you're thinking, hey, we got to run it back. After what we saw in 2018, we got to run it back. Suburban women are the battle line, and the way that you do that is you throw in an Elizabeth Warren who doesn't really appeal, frankly, to suburban women unless they're absolute leftists. Okay, um, but she does appeal to a lot of your leftist base. So then you put another woman on the ticket that does appeal to more, that may appeal more to more of those suburban women um, who's, who's got a, a, a less uh, serrated edge, I guess we'll say, and that's Amy Klobuchar. And you go all out, double down. Uh, you put two women opposite two old white men in front of the country for four months. That's what you're thinking if you're the, if you're the New York Times, I believe. I am selling not because it's not those things, as I've said before, uh, but because the the need, the want for justice to prevail by just having a woman 
is real amongst the journalism industry. The influencers in that industry, whether it be the editors or the the mouthpieces, uh, there's a lot of women in those ranks. Uh, And if you think two crusty old 80-year-olds and Sparky from South Bend are going to take their moment in the sun easily? No, 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 no. It's not as bad as what, you know, Steve used the term, what, everybody just having to be cycling at the right time. It's not purely that. There is all the strategy Steve talked about, uh, as as did Constantinus, but it a lot of it has to do with just it's it's a woman's time. Hillary, well, then why, are you, why are you selling then? Hillary, I would because, think you were buying. Because I have to... That's not included in it, that it's just purely, right? No, it's just that the signal that Klobuchar will be her her running mate if she's the nominee. No, but I'm just saying it's purely, they did the double and endorse just to hedge their bets. There's two women, three guys, we're putting both women in the mix. It's it's not more complicated than that on some level. Okay. All right, moving on. Micah Don Arrington says, Tom Petty's best song is Running Down a Dream. So... Uh, it's uh, running down a dream. Well, I mean, the, just it's not better than refugee. It's, it's not it's better than don't do me like that. It's not right better there. than free falling. But no, you know, it's a dark horse. It it it's a dark horse for being in a, a if you did a Mount a, a Mount Rushmore. I'm I'm still going to have to sell, but it's not insane along the lines of many of the lists that Aaron provides. No doubt later today. Yeah, I'm, I'm a sell on that. Yeah. Easy sell for me. Jim Stocker says the majority of ads during this year's Super Bowl will feature some sort of woke virtue signaling, while the number of entertaining, funny ads will decline from previous years. I will buy. I think that this will be the trans Super Bowl, I think is what you will see. And you've seen this the last few years. You've seen kind of an ebb and flow. Uh, if you go back in, in 2016, that the Super Bowl after that election, I think they all thought Hillary was going to win. And so everything was gay. Buy, Every, sell, or hold. This will be more woke than that. Um if you're saying it's trans, that's why. Yeah, I could buy it. Yeah. And so what you saw the next year, I think it was when they had the Paul Harvey, you know, American farmer ad and how and dads were great because they way overreached the other way. And so they went totally opposite of that. Right. OK, so I, I think you're going to see this is this will be the Ziggy Stardust theme. Everything is it's Bjork. Everything's trans. Trans is everything. That, that's that's I think what it's what it's what it's going to be. I, I think everything will be. Um, guess my gender. I didn't have that instinct. I definitely was going to buy, but not that badly. Wow. Um, I'm go- I'll roll with it. Sure. All right. Next, Todd Saffel says the only valid dude code response to Jessica Yaniv is for a worker's husband or father to show up and wax his balls. <laughs> Um, (laughs) Aaron props to you for having the restraint to wait four or five uh, of of these into it before you came out with this one because I I, knowing you I, I wanted to leave you with wanted that. to leave with this and set the set the tone right away. So, props to you for the art of that. That's that's one example of married life. You're you're, you're learning a little bit more subtlety. There you uh, go. Um, I, I don't even know what to say. It's a. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Bye. 
All right, I'll buy. I'll buy. That 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 was very clever. I liked it. Naturally, Contrarian says Trump will win re-election and the Democrats will impeach him a second time if they retain control of the House. I'll let you take this one first. Um, it seems unoriginal, although I totally get it. I, uh, you mean like running every election on the Republicans are going to cut your Medicare and Social Security? Yeah, when no, I know. You can't I, even, you can't even said, get but Republicans get to close the XMIM corporatist uh, shill This bank. is what I wrestle with. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. It's just, it's not even, it's not replaying greatest hits. It's like replaying the worst B-sides ever over and over and over again. So right. I'll buy. That, that's a great analogy. All right. I didn't give mine. Oh, you didn't give yours. Yeah. My bad. I actually predicted this before. That's why I let you go first. I, I predicted already this would, would happen. So I'm I'm a buy. I, I I think that um if if your answer to losing to him the first time was this is never was never a legitimate president, I I, I don't know why you would suddenly say, Hey, the country has spoken, right? I, I don't no, I, I I think this is uh, perpetually in motion is what I don't they still have house impeachment hearings going on right now or committee investigations and other things I mean there's nothing else to do for them and what have you heard me say for the last few years that the Democrats can't govern and the Republicans won't and the Democrats can't because yeah. they they're outside of them outside when unless the economy's in the tank where they can play class warfare they're outside of the American mainstream on, on virtually every other issue, on, on really every other issue. Um, and then the Republicans won't govern because they're outside the mainstream of their own party on virtually every other issue. I mean, they're, they're, the entire Republican Party is a scam. It's a lie. Okay. And coming out now today with their own climate change initiative or whatever, I saw that report. Okay. I, I mean, the whole this this party is... A fall, it's a false flag operation. It, it, it is, it is the political version of when Bugsy Siegel and company went out and bought uh, land in the Vegas desert to build a strip and, and put casinos out there originally, so they could have a, a legit front for the mob. It, it is politically what care is to Islamists. It's, it's just an opportunity to put a nice face on a scam. Okay, that's what the Republican Party is. So they won't govern because if you leave them when, when they go to govern, it's raise the smoking age and more government. Okay. So no, no. So we're going to do this instead because it, it also keeps all y'all riled up too, apparently. Although we'll see, I, I don't, we'll see how many, how many people tune into this CBS news yesterday. I guess I, I, I saw this morning on Twitter cut out in the middle of Adam Schiff's opening statement or something I can't yesterday. Imagine why cut out and went back to, went back to soap operas. I mean, when you've lost CBS, just another soap opera. Yeah, when you when you've lost the 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 land formerly reigned by Dan Rather, I don't I don't know what the rest of the country's interest level is in this. But I mean, what else are they going to do? I mean, it, it, this gives the the Democrats an opportunity to not have to take a position on on issues to show that they're communists, and this gives um, the Republicans an opportunity to to not have to take a position on issues to demonstrate that they hate you and have been lying to you all this time. So this is the perfect foil is this okay moving on matter of time says we should thank god yesterday's march in virginia was peaceful or earlier this week's march in virginia was peaceful because with the way the democrats are ignoring the will of the people the next one probably won't be also also um don't underestimate the power 
of a bunch of people locked and loaded. Yeah, that's why I'm in the cell. Get you to push the pause button. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've said this for years. If guns cause violence, yeah. how come crazed gunman knows who's mentally ill knows to go to the suburban Denver, Colorado movie theater that has yeah. a no a no firearms policy? If he's if he's crazed and and just totally out of his mind, why doesn't he charge the gun show down at the fairgrounds? Right? Anybody walked in? Armed at the fair. Anybody right. walked in dressed like uh, Keanu Reeves in the Matrix and it, it walked, gone down to the fairgrounds and just started? No, dude. No. Because he'd be taken down in a nanosecond. That's why. So that's why I'm going to sell. Now, I, I wouldn't put it past him to plant Antifa kind of figures to instigate something like that. I, you know, I wouldn't put it past him to do that. But, you know, to me, I think I know you're. I know instinctively why you're asking that, Matt. But in a way, your 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 proposition undermines one of the key premises for the Second Amendment that it's a deterrent for this sort of nefarious behavior. Is that what you're trying to say yeah, too? Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, next, Indy Masher says the courts will rule against any Virginia sheriffs who uphold the Constitution with regards to the Second Amendment, and some conservatives in media will side with the courts. Oh, buy. that's a guaranteed buy. buy. That's a guaranteed buy. Anything uh, with judicial supremacy and and conservatives in in uh, in in the legal community, right? Yeah. I, what this is referencing is there have been Virginia sheriffs that have gone on the record and said, "Hey, if these if these gun grabber policies are signed into law, we're not enforcing them. We're just not." I I, I took an oath to defend the Constitution, and this goes against the Constitution. I'm not enforcing it. And so this person is saying, "Hey, the courts are going to rule against them." There's no question about that. But then again. You know, um, just like on, there were right wing conspiracy sites in the Obama years that I must have seen the headline in my Facebook feed, Supreme Court Sergeant of Arms to arrest Barack Obama. How many times did we see that story? All false. And the, the, who's the Luis Mensch, uh, the, the, oh, yeah. the marshal of the Supreme Court has sent out arrest orders what for Trump. That? And it became like one of the most trafficked tweets in the history of the of the of the of the platform both because people wanted to believe it and everybody else was mocking it at the same time because there is no marshal of the supreme court Gosh, people are dumb all right but um except for you folks that are paying for us you guys are brilliant all right but um um the same problem would would apply to a court ruling i mean the courts can rule against the sheriffs some other law enforcement officers would have to go in there then and arrest the sheriffs for not upholding the law. Okay. How? How? And you you still come down to show. someone has to carry these things yes, out. We've had them on this show before. And the point you make is the oldest people take local, state, federal, different branches of government, they take the same oath to protect and defend the Constitution, yet these smart people, conservatives, think the only people that really get to say what the Constitution is are the black robe guys? And it's How always, do they come to that conclusion? And it's, only, it, it, it's, it, it's fascinating that it's only one way. Too. It's it's always right. it's always the uh, degradation of the Constitution. It yeah. always never never happens to be you know what uh, these words actually mean what they say. It's always the other way. Well, there's two answers to that because I've I've tussled with these figures a lot over the years, as you well know. And the first answer is uh, brainwashing. 
I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it, this is the, these lawyers have been worked over like these Bernie bros. Hey, I was studied the Soviet Union in college. That was the clip you had today in your montage, right? Mm-hmm. I studied the Soviet Union today in college. It was misunderstood. And well, these, these folks have, been, have all been taught pagan law. Even your, even the, even I would say 90 plus percent of your conservative lawyers have all been taught pagan law. Even a guy like a Ted Cruz, as great as he is, has been taught pagan law, meaning the progressive view on case law, precedent, the role of the courts, et cetera. All right. And so there's always going to be a, a, you know, there's a reason Abraham Lincoln once said, you know, whoever runs the classroom in one generation controls the government in the next. Okay, so um, there's a reason why oppressive regimes always go for the youth every single time, because once that hard wiring is in there, barring Mm -hmm. spiritual transformation, there's almost no other means by which to remove it. All right. I just That's don't just want, the way the human subconscious works. When Steve says brainwashing, I don't want anybody to mishear that as they're stupid. No, I use that term fact, on purpose. Brainwashing yeah. it it can brainwash the masses, and it all often does. But to some extent, it counts. This is the march through the institutions. It counts on brainwashing the smartest amongst us because they can carry out the orders sure. efficaciously. I mean, it's it's why you can put your kid in a Sunday school. Every every single Sunday and never miss a day of church, but it's an hour and a half tops up against right. the seven hours a day of what's going on in that government school, eight months out of the year Water times five days a week. Good luck with that. The, the odds are against you. Okay. And that's the same thing. These people have been brainwashed. It's all they've been taught. And then that's the majority of them. And then, the, then, then there's just the political grift. There's great political grift and working you over because that's the number one reason most people vote Republican is what? Judges. judges okay that's the mo- that's the that's the only thing keeping conservatives in this party is judicial nominations literally the only thing and so the, then there's just good old-fashioned political grift you know well if, if we were able to actually do what we think outside of judges we wouldn't need as many republicans would we i mean if the sheriff could just enforce the law on his own i don't have to vote for hackneyed sellout watered down mitt romney wannabe george allen jr in virginia i don't need him in the senate i got my sheriff right hate this game that that well a game is exactly what it is back here on the blaze live and on demand this is the steve day show that would be me aaron mcintyre totters and are here with us as well as are all of you. And if you are listening to us today via the podcast, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star review, we would be very grateful. And the more of those we get, the more likely we are to continue to hang out here and get paid, which I think all three of us would like that to continue, correct? Like See? that very much. Indeed. So we need you guys to do your part, please. Thank you. And thank you to the thousands of you that have left us those five-star reviews already. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will join us. But did you know that dry dog food must have a two to three year shelf life? Dry dog food manufacturers sterilize the food when they make it. In other words, it's processed like a lot of the human food when you get food in a box that we buy at the store. Same thing with the doctor, with the, with the, with the dogs as well. Um, And that means everything that's alive in your dog's food has to be killed. So it will last for two to three years on the shelf. That means the probiotics, the enzymes, the vitamins, that healthy microbacteria, just like the same problem we have with our food. That's why we're selling so many supplements nowadays. That stuff's stripped from our food. Same thing's going on with your dog. Well, if you've got a a puppy like we do, well, he's actually eight years old, but he still looks and acts like a little puppy. 
Make sure you check out Rough Greens VitaSmart. First of all, it is not dog food. It's a healthy supplement that puts into your dog's food all of the live nutrients necessary for superior dog health. No matter if you feed the most expensive dog food on the market or you make your dog's food at home or someplace in between, Rough Greens VitaSmart will make your dog's food better. In fact, we've been trying this with our dog and we can mix it in with uh, his water at home. And so we're like, let's try it the first time and see what happens. And and dude just, just took down his water dish the way Todd used to take down party balls at UW-Madison back in the day. Just took that thing down, all right? And now it's at the point that when Amy grabs the bag, he comes, it's like a treat. He loves it, okay? So we would recommend this. We're using it in our house and our, our doggy, our Bichon, loves it. So if you want to give it a shot, Rough Greens, R-U-F-F is how it's spelled. Roughgreens.com slash blaze. Roughgreens, R-U-F-F, roughgreens.com. Hope you know how to spell greens. Roughgreens.com slash blaze, or you can call them 833-693-6433. That's 833-693-6433. Before we get to part two of Buy, Sell, or Hold, I need something to be true. And the last time I needed something this bad, it was it was the the what turned out to be a tall tale that part of the emasculation of Chris Christie, whom I loathe, part of the emasculation of Chris Christie when he signed on with Trump during the 2016 primary is he was responsible for making Trump's midnight McNugget runs. I mean, that story sustained me, guys, for at least, what, two years? It did. Until it ended up being debunked. I, I, I needed that. I needed it. And then in the end, it didn't come through. I think I might need this one even more than the Chris Christie McNight, McNugget run. I, I need this. I mean, this, this is like someone broke a seal in the heavens and a trumpet sounded. I need this one that badly. This is like, look up for your salvation is nigh good. That's how much I need this one. You guys have heard the story that Tulsi Gabbard has filed a defamation lawsuit against Hillary Clinton, right? Right. All right. And I was disappointed. I was really hoping it was going to say smoke show versus Hillary Clinton, but it, it just said Tulsi Gabbard. So right away, I'm like, I'm really not that interested. <laughs> All, right. All right. But, in the, but uh, this is going around Twitter. I, 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 I just need it to be true. Please, please be true. If she wasn't going to address herself as smoke show versus Hillary Clinton in the actual filing, this one I need. There is, this is going around social media claiming that it's in the filing and it looks like a legal filing. Like, you know, somebody took a picture of it, of the actual filing itself. And in one of the clauses in this legal, in this legal filing, it says, and I'm just going to read it verbatim. Tulsi Gabbard is a, is really hot. No, it doesn't say that. Tulsi Gabbard is a natural person who is a citizen and domiciliary of the state of Hawaii. She has never experienced, does not currently experience, and does not expect to experience thoughts of suicide. I know. It's probably brought to you by the same people that Aaron showed us catching fish and, you know, had a note in its belly that said Epstein didn't kill himself. Yes. Mm -hmm. But she... This is within her arsenal. If she thought of it, 
I think she'd ask her lawyers to do it. I, I, I need them. You guys, we're going to make a deal right here in real time. Okay. I, I promise you, because what's the motto this year? Assume you're being lied to, right? Yes. I promise not to tell the audience straight up that this is true. Okay. And, and, and remain with the, with the modifier that I need it to be true. Provided you guys promise me that should you ever come upon information that verifies it is not true, you never tell me and it's never said out loud here on the show. Okay? Don't ask. Don't tell. So I, You're I, finally coming around on that one. I, I, I promise not to sell it as true when I don't know for sure that it is. If you guys promise me, if you find out that it's not for sure, you never tell me that because I, I need this one. Aaron? Deal. You got it. I, I need this one bad. This is ne- This is beyond next level. This is like you figured out in that first uh, battle screen in Galaga that if you let that last little insect-looking TIE fighter thing fly around, I think it's, it was six times, and then you killed it, you could get like unlimited lives. I think that was the old backdoor into that when I used to like spend all my allowance on that game at the stop and go in Grand Rapids, Michigan as a kid. This is, it's almost biblical how much I need this right now. Okay, I mean, this is, a, this is arguably the single greatest political troll of all time. And, and we are living with an artiste sitting over there at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Just that, um, I mean, this is, this is the air that he breathes, right? This is, this, is, this is his natural habitat. So our standards around here are already pretty high, but this... This would be, wow. So if, it, if it's not real, please, don't tell me, all right? Don't break your heart, uh, your achy, don't, breaky heart. Don't, no, no okay. I, not, I, I don't know that I can get up and come back to work if I find out that this thing's not real, all right? Part two of Buy, Seller Hold brought to you by our friends over at Patriot Mobile. All of you that are listening and watching us right now at this very moment are probably paying too much. If you aren't using Patriot Mobile, and that's not even the worst part, the major cell phone carriers donate millions to left-wing causes, open borders, killing kids, laws that strip away your Second Amendment rights. Patriot Mobile doesn't talk the, just talk the talk, though. It also walks the walk. Join the fight. Join their family and more than 600,000 people nationwide that believe in supporting the sanctity of life this Friday for the 47th annual March for Life in D.C. Now, you're not going to see Verizon or AT&T there, but you are going to see Patriot Mobile represented. And starting at $25 a month, Patriot Mobile plans come with unlimited talk, texting, and reliable nationwide service with no hidden fees, and it's easy to switch. So keep your number. You can bring your own phone, even buy a new one. What are you waiting for? Go to patriotmobile.com slash Steve right now and use that offer code Steve to get a free month of service when you open any new line of service. So a free month on any new line of service at patriotmobile.com slash Steve. That's patriotmobile.com slash Steve. If you're old school and you want to call them yourself, you can call their U.S.-based customer service team at 877-367-7524. That's 877-367-7524. Aaron. 
So while you were talking, I was coming up with a list of the uh, top seven honest campaign slogans for most of the remaining field in the uh, Democratic race. And we'll get to those after a few more listener submissions. We'll go to Paul, who says a non-quarterback will be the Super Bowl MVP. Um, Well, if you think the 49ers are going to win, I could see that. If you think the Chiefs are going to win, I don't see how you could predict that. So... I will sell because I think the Chiefs are going to win. Also, I don't. I mean, I I, I don't see an, another. The the option is so unlikely. It would be somebody else uh, on the Chiefs. And listen, I mean, Jimmy G can't have a bad game for this to happen. They're, they're running. They like have a tandem of three running backs that they use on the Forty Niners. Um, I don't know. It seems as likely as anybody that it's going to be Jimmy G. All right. Uh, moving on, Cynical Vampire says John Cornyn will ultimately convince Governor Abbott in Texas to dump more quote-unquote refugees in the state, while 33% Liberty score Cornyn wins re-election by a landslide because, looky, there's an R after his name. Um, I mean, your premise of how the system operates and what John Cornyn is likely to do is 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 dead nuts. Um, what I don't know is if Greg Re- Abbott wants to run for president in 2024 or not. Um, Because if he does, then I'm going to sell. If he doesn't, then I think, I still still may sell, but I think your scenario is far more likely. So, I'm going to, I'm going to sell. Because he, he it would politically damage Greg Abbott to take the position he has taken on this and then go back on it. Far more than just taking in more refugees in the first place would have done. But to take the position he's taken on it now and then go back on it makes him look like a really, really weak leader. And, you know, I don't think he's this great right-wing champion that we've been sold in the media. Agreed. I don't think he's like a rhino, though, either. I think he's more calculated than that. And I I just don't think that... uh, if you're that calculated, I don't think once you've you've already calculated the risk of taking the stance before you took it. And so you got to be smart enough to know that going back on it now really makes you look weak as a leader. So I'm going to sell. Agreed. Sell. All right. Now this one is interesting. Blues won the Stanley Cup, says the top five best ways to eat potatoes. He says uh, number five is hash browns, number four, potato chips, number three, baked potato, number two, mashed, and number one, french fries. I'd agree with that list. I, I think I'd put baked potato, like, not on the list. Oh, baked potato has to be on the list if it's done the right way. Agreed. Baked potato but, has to be on the list. But can you, if it's done the right way, yeah. But my my thing is, can you eat a baked potato by itself? No. You can eat the rest of those by themselves, though. That's a decent point, okay? Um, I would put potato chips higher, uh, right behind French fries. Um, I freaking love hash browns. I man. think when, if, when hash browns are done right, the right amount of crisp, yep. that's, that's, that's good eating. So I'd put those at three, a baked potato at four, although I don't know, I really like baked potatoes. I don't think, I, I'm with Steve, I don't think you'd have, you, you don't have to take it naked. I mean, baked potatoes are about, butter and sour cream yeah. that's it goes with it so that's part of the consideration so maybe i'll put baked potato ahead of hash brown but man i could put a tie there at three and then i would put mashed at five i not that i dislike them like if you get a good garlic mashed potato those are great but if if i had the choice between all of those others done well and mashed potatoes done well i'd take all the others 
See, that's the I was totally tracking with you. If if I had to put number one, it's it's mashed potatoes and gravy. But <laughs> but I mean like I mean I'm meat and potatoes guy, so that that list is I'm swimming in it no matter what. All right, uh, Kansas Farmer Boy says the Kansas City Chiefs will hold San Francisco to under 100 yards rushing and will win by two scores in the Super Bowl. Oh, I'll sell on that. I could see them winning by two scores in the Super Bowl, but I don't think they're going to hold Agreed. 49ers to under 100 yards rushing. I, I, like I said a couple of days ago when we when were asked about this previously, if, if Kyle Shanahan if, does anything in this game, they're going to run the bleeping ball, Okay. And they they may lose they may lose but a couple we're, but we're not coming out of this a week from Sunday thinking man I can't believe Kyle Shanahan didn't run the ball enough again in the Super Bowl no 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 this time laces are going to be out when he kicks the ball now he still may miss the field goal but the damn laces are going to be out they're going to run the ball uh, you agree with that yes Todd? I do all right Ed Grant says recent polls showing Sanders in fourth or fifth are skewed by the college semester break. That's an interesting analysis. And and here's here's how I, I'm gonna sell because I have to believe the people doing the polling are smart enough when they because that dip would show up in their raw numbers. And then they would have to, that's why I always talk about polls are actually the weighted conclusions. Of the numbers, you have it backwards though. Did they know? That? Of course, they're smart enough. So that's so how that's they did why they it timed it, it that way because that's the look they wanted. I, mean, now, I, I don't know. I could see a rural a, a rural political group that wouldn't like a Bernie Sanders and prefer a Joe Biden. I could see them game in the system like that. But the other the neighborhood research group that's Rick Shafton's right. group. He, has he no, wouldn't do that. He right. doesn't give a. He rip. would have to be a left. If anything, yeah. Rick would Rick would love Bernie Sanders to be the GOP or the Democratic nominee. Get, you know, I mean, he's all in for Trump. He would, he'd love to have the most polarizing figure they could possibly nominate. So I've, I've got to think that he factored that in. But that, Ed, that's a smart question. Smart question. I'm going to sell, but it's not. It, it's, it's just because I have to believe because I know one of the outfits that did did that polling because I've, I've worked with them before directly. So I, I, I have to know believe that they factor that in but your question ed even though i'm not gonna buy it is a is a smart one good well played all right and finally blake johnson says discussing eschatology is better than watching soccer oh heart that's an absolute buy you bet bye i mean i don't even yeah bye hey, i mean i'll discuss the age of the earth yeah that's far better yeah absolutely i'm in you bet. Your thoughts, Todd? Yeah. yeah no. Shaking his. For those of you that are just listening, yeah. that's why you need to subscribe the to Blaze TV. Too. The so you, can, you can watch too. Todd shake his not his head in in disapproving fashion. Yeah. All right. Top seven honest campaign slogans for most of the remaining field of Democratic presidential. And you just came up with these off the top of your head. I came up with these off the top of my head. Um, like during the break? Uh, no, actually during the segment. Um, anyway. <laughs> oh no. If you buy, that means that you like it, you agree with it, that's a good fit. If you sell, you got to come up with a better one off the top of your head. You ready for this? Is this like Pentecostal Holy Spirit power I've heard about? You just like removed by the No, I by just the Holy saw, Ghost. You know, we don't have probably enough to fill out the the remaining half hour, and so I was like, <laughs> "Oh crap." 
<laughs> we got to do something here. <laughs> These guys were pithy for once. What am I going to do here? Exactly. All right. We'll start. We'll start with uh, the aforementioned Tulsi Gabbard. Honest campaign slogan: Making my future cable bookings on Fox News great again. I like that one. It's I like I honest. Like, it could have been more honest. What would be more honest? Uh, like I'll buy it. I like that one. I'll buy it. I mean, I could be more honest. I'm freaking hot. Well, that's it, that's honest, right? It's I see that. I wonder if she she seems to be like have a legitimate that she does the aloha spirit every like I think she was kind of caught off guard by that part of her campaign and that's why she started doing the workout videos i mean i mean she does she, she people people really bought into that and she's oh okay don't you think does that seem right uh yes we're still talking about a candidate that has like two or three percent more than us and i think that two or three percent of the amount of people are going to cross over and open primaries that are actually like i don't know if she has any democratic party support any um but um yeah, like it. I mean, obviously, she was doing the workouts beforehand, okay? Because she's also a soldier. Keep that right, in mind. But she wasn't filming. Them. Yeah, but I think the fact that we were kind of let in on that was yeah. to play into some of what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. All right, Mike Bloomberg, all loaded up and no place to spend. Sell because he's got all kinds of places to spend. Sell. And if since that I'm now required to come up with a better one on my own, mm-hmm. what the hell else am I going to do with all this money? That's basically saying the same thing. Yeah, I, I can't take it with me. You know, it should have had something with sodas in it. Sodas? Sure. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I've got I've, hey, I've got I've got supersized yeah. big. I've got big gulps big gulp of money. This. Big yes. gulps of money. What big else am I going to do with it? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Tom Steyer, I just wanted to say hi, Bernie. Yes. I'm very, that's one of the most yes. that 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 is really odd. I'm very uncomfortable with Tom Steyer needing to be in yeah in Bernie Sanders Rat Pack. What? Why? You're 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 yourself. You're like a seventy years old yourself. What are you doing rubbing his back all the time? This is creepy, dude. It it bothers me on a masculine level. I mean, I'm 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 really upset. Then I'm driving a 2014 Ford Edge. I know I said 13 the other day. I'm like, it's actually a 14. So I give myself a little more credit. I'm, I'm really upset that I'm driving a 2014 Ford Edge with 70,000 miles on it. And he's got billions of dollars to just waste. How? How did, how did such a eunuch yeah. overpower so many people to get so much money? How? How? How, what, what am I, what did I miss in life? What am I doing wrong? And a lot of people online are complaining that, you know, Bernie's dreadful and his followers might be more dreadful than him, but people are starting to feel sorry for Bernie because of the creepiness, the Hillary creepiness, the Tom Steyer creepiness, the Elizabeth Warren creepiness. Good grief. You know what? I'm going to go with that. Uh, I'm going to sell the Tom Steyer campaign motto. I'm socially awkward. Socially awkward. Yeah, Got socially it. awkward. That's my can. That's my campaign motto. Socially awkward. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, it's- oh no. Oh oh. Aaron. Well, this one is not. I I I stayed away from that part of my brain for this one on purpose because okay. there's just a never ending black hole. <laughs> 
I did not even mean that. I didn't even mean that. It was coming out of my mouth. No! Oh, no! Don't say that either, for goodness sakes. Just say nothing. <laughs> Sorry, for I have sinned. Oh. <laughs> In fact, that's his campaign slogan. Say nothing. All the exorcisms. <laughs> say nothing. Um, uh, making your one intersectional friend great again. Got to say, we can't use the great again thing uh, twice. I'm the Peloton chick. Her face right now. Like, I don't want to say. <laughs> I, 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 yes, I just don't know what I what I what I can say that would be that would. <sighs> it's morning for your one intersectional friend. Um, because um, something that says to prove that you do have indeed one gay friend. Yes, there you something go. like that. There you go. Okay, done. Our coexist goes up to 11. <laughs> uh, Amy Klobuchar, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, and I think that given the persona she's trying to... Aw shucks. Yeah, that aw shucksness yeah. packaging, I think that actually kind of would work for her. You know, happy to serve. I'm happy to serve. Right? And no, that, that's not going to be Pete Buttigieg's campaign, Aaron. I see that look on your face. No. Okay, no. Something with a uh, a comb in it. Amy Klobuchar, nice, because she like... Yeah, eats with a comb or and, something. And, and yeah. threw it at her. Didn't she smack one of her staffers or throw it at her yeah, or something? She's, or? she's got an interesting do, history. Okay. Do you remember that movie? I think it was called Crazy People, where a bunch of in, insane people took over an advertising agency. No. This is 90... And they they were just... Riff and they they all were amazing. They just and there's Volvo, boxy but good. That's that's kind of Klobuchar. Okay, yeah. I'll go with happy to serve, but I like yours too. I've got I think I've got a killer one for Elizabeth Warren when we get to her, but I'll see yeah. yours first. All right, uh, Bernie Sanders, extreme makeover, my tenth home edition. I see what you did there. Mm. I see what you did there. Now that that but, whole but home it, thing it, is a little fringy. It's got a, it's not really a direct hit. Um. Khrushchev was right. Yeah. Bend the knee. Yeah, we will bury you. Yes. Kneel before Zod. Yes. Kneel that Kneel before it. Zod, you want that one? That's what All I right, want. kneel before Zod. Okay. Yeah, you guys are wrong on that one. Uh Elizabeth Warren uh ripping off uh Barack Obama, Hope and Cherokee. Yes. That's pretty good. I'm gonna sell though, because I I like mine better. No wire hangers. That's my Elizabeth Warren one. Mommy dearest. I liked it. You guys didn't obviously like it. I liked it quite a bit, though, so I'm going to stick with it. How about just a good old Greta? How dare you? Yeah. That's a good one, too. That yeah. works as well. Yeah. Guys, we got like 15 different Steve will speak at CPAC before. All right, I got to hear some of these, then. You want to you do that? Yeah, we got to hear some of these. All right. Uh, Chris, Pandol- uh, Chris Pandolfo, can't uh, pronounce the name of Our one of my here. best friends. Okay. Uh, Steve will speak at CPAC before this blasted Senate trial ends. <laughs> No. No? No. No, I got to sell. Yeah. The Senate trial is going to end before I speak at CPAC. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm never speaking at CPAC, and at some point this will end, right? It'll, it'll be 
dark and terrible as the dawn um, and seem like it every day that it goes on. But it, we know at some point there is a finite moment that this will adjourn, right? Yes. I am never speaking at CPAC. Pelosi so. said it out loud. I mean, she kept telling smugly, he's impeached and that will last forever. And it, she, that's it. And it's it may as well is. have stopped there. It's the jury in her mind. Uh, Nathan Cota says Steve will speak at CPAC before the Michigan Wolverines win the college football oh, playoff national championship. Playing with fire now. Yeah. Well, you be- you step to the king. You best not miss. <laughs> uh, sell. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll sell. Because, again, I don't think I'm ever speaking there, guys. Ever. 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 So I don't think um, the odds are high in the too distant future you'll see Michigan do that, let alone get there. Oh. But they're certainly higher than me speaking at CPAC. I hope the Michigan podcast follower is even more cynical than you just comes at you hard. Okay, Pollyanna, I thought we had something going here. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, such Mavis says, Steve will speak at CPAC when San Francisco is a conservative bastion. Steve will speak at CPAC before that. You think so? Mm-hmm. Yes. I've got to sell again because I think the answer is never on one side. Never, never. I I could see. I I could see a scenario where that becomes such a poop hole that eventually there might be an uprising. Now I think that scenario has point zero 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 one percent odds, but those are still higher than the odds of me speaking at CPAC. See, at this point, all it takes is for this whole thing to get back to somebody at CPAC who's got enough of a, like, the tro- the the Tulsi Gabbard thing in them, and he's like, it's on, and just puts it in, like, hey, Steve, want to come to CPAC? It, it, it's that close. It's also I that disagree. far, but it's that close. Having been there several times and no, no one has that, that person. No. I, I, I disagree <laughs> with that. You disagree with that? Yeah. Um, one more. This is not a Steve to CPAC thing. A dueling politics says Steve, the 90s called and wants its shirt back. Oh, you're talking about the rugby shirt I'm wearing? Yeah. Tough but fair. Yeah, it's tough but fair. But, you know, I, 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 I liked the 90s. So I don't, I don't mind. You know, I see high top fades, rolled up jeans are coming back now. Have no. you ever noticed that? That's late 80s, early 90s stuff. You see that? I haven't seen it, and I'm appalled by it. <laughs> rolled up jeans? Do you remember rolling up your Gap jeans? Or guest jeans. I'm sorry, I forgot. It wasn't Gap. It was guest. You guys didn't roll up your guest jeans in Wisconsin? We did in Michigan. We rolled up our jeans. I, I no. do that still, not for style, but because some of them are too long, and I don't want to wear them out are, too fast. Are pages missing from your dude code manual? <laughs> that was funny that was funny no man we you guys you didn't have the acid wash guest jeans you guys didn't wear those in high school what is acid washed that's like the then equivalent of what you guys have now with the holes pre-made in them it's yes. kind of that yeah. yeah it's like making them look worn look worn and faded and stuff yeah yeah huh. you can still buy them we, you can still buy them now i don't think they call it that anymore but that's what we called it back then yeah. yeah, I just didn't roll them up. Yeah, you can, like roll up the very the very bottoms. No, like thin roll them up. No, no, I got gotcha. you. Okay. You keep talking about it. It's not helping <laughs> you, Jason. No. 
I can't convince you, huh? No. No. <laughs> but we did it at Rogers High School in Grand Rapids, Michigan. We did it. So, I don't know. Maybe we were just more comfortable in our masculinity than you folks up there in Madison, Wisconsin were. Oh, I'm sure that's what it was. Our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will join us next. Stay tuned. mention this one more time here today if you are looking to make sure that this is the year you keep your vow to get healthy and lose weight give riduzone a shot developed by doctors and backed by two u.s patents it is the only fda accepted product that includes oea oea that's the naturally occurring molecule that helps you feel full faster burns stored fat while reducing your caloric intake at the exact same time and it makes it easier to resist those cravings to get your portion sizes under control because that's the biggest impediment to you reaching your goals so instead of just doing it dieting alone or working out alone the easy way to keep your resolution to keep your vow keep your promise and hit those goals this year the easier way is to get your weight under control with Riduzone, exclusively available on its website at riduzone.com. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E. And the other thing that's cool about this, no chemicals, fillers, additives, preservatives, none of that. It's This is, that's why it's FDA accepted, the only one. And that's why it's also gluten-free and vegan-friendly as well, all right? Use promo code Steve to save up to 65% off your order right now. When you go to riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com, riduzone.com, monster savings here, 65% off with the promo code Steve, 65% off. Take advantage of that right now at riduzone.com. Let's bring in our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation to take us inside politics, our good friend Daniel Horowitz. Good to see you, brother. How are you? I was doing it right until you called me. I was on the edge of my seat watching the guys in Depends in the Senate, and and here you take me away from it, Steve. <laughs> so I, I mentioned this at the top of the show. A, a good buddy of mine who's a political junkie texted me like 9, 10 o'clock last night, and the wife and I do a Bible study at church on Tuesday nights. All right, we get home. She's tired. I'm getting caught up on Man in the High Castle because I'm two seasons behind. And uh, he texts me like 9, 10 o'clock. I don't know what time. I was in the middle of like my second binge episode. He's like, are you still watching this? And I, I didn't know if there was like some, you know, uh, game I needed to watch. And I, I thought, hey, I was following on Twitter. There's a fight in the Kansas Kansas State game. Is that what he's talking about? And I, I texted him back, and he's like, I'm like, watching what? He goes, the impeachment. I'm like, dude, I, I haven't watched it at all. All right. So when we get done with you, we're gonna tape our overtime post show show, and the topic is gonna be, do I need to take this more seriously and actually cover this event? Because I I could not be less interested in it. So I'm going to pose this question to you first and foremost, because I know you're all about taking stuff seriously. So how are you treating this? Steve, I never watched the beginning of it, much less continued to watch it. Um, I don't, I, I didn't watch this from the house end. I didn't watch it from the Senate end. And if I don't understand what's going on, I doubt your average American understands this. Look, with the Clinton stuff, whether you agreed with it or disagreed with it, everyone knew what it was about. I did not have relations. Everyone understood that. Nobody understands this. It has something to do with Ukraine. For the life of me, I don't understand why Republicans in the Senate didn't summarily dismiss it 
and then move on to things that people understand, your security, your neighborhoods, your communities, issues that pe that people will vote on. I, I agree that Democrats aren't going to score an impeachment, but neither will Republicans score by defending him. You don't score points on defense. A trial is all about defense. At the end of the day, it's not like people are going to be like, man, I didn't realize how radical the Democrats are. They're even like that with Hunter Biden. I mean, dude, if letting out illegal alien rapists of 92-year-olds is not going to juice up people, I don't think that will. Um, so that's the thing. But then again, if you watch McConnell, you could understand what he feels passionate about. Have you ever seen a passionate turtle soup? So yesterday I saw it. <laughs> McConnell was like, nobody's going to dictate to the Senate the procedures. And I was like, man, that's it. It's not this, where the 70, 47th anniversary, where the Supreme Court said, this is the law of the land, right? I mean, everyone forgot about that, the Roe v. Wade anniversary. That's not going to animate him, okay? Letting go um, 200 of other countries' criminal murderers in New York, when on a given year there's only 350 murders in that area, is not something that really animates him to act and pound the table, pound the lectern. But by golly, you better not touch those Senate procedures. So no is the answer then. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not <laughs> taking it seriously. I, I mean, you were a little vague and subtle, but I, I think what I heard you say is no. Todd, did you hear a no there? Oh, I know. Well, saying it. Of course, I'm trying to trying to you know read between the, he has the lines. Props here. now, for goodness sakes, he's bringing it. <laughs> so, I, but I, I, it sounds like no is your answer, Daniel. No, you're not taking well, it mean, seriously. Unless you want more clicks, I mean, I think that's that's the way to go. I mean, Steve, here's my question: If you look at the polling, and the Democrats have this too, Amy Klobuchar said that in Iowa about Mueller that people just didn't care uh, on the Democrat side, on the Republican side. So. I mean, how do you explain the clickservitism versus the polling? That that's what I'm trying to to bridge. Here's the thing, and it's it's why I've already predicted that if Trump gets reelected and Democrats retain the House, they're going to impeach him again next year or in this next term. Yeah, you and I've talked about this before. I mentioned it again at the beginning of the earlier in the show. One party cannot govern; the other party will not. The Democrats cannot govern. Because unless they can play class warfare when people are feeling the sting of an economic downturn, they're really outside the mainstream on virtually every other priority issue. And that, that's, that's an American people that have been worked over by their government school uh, bureaucrats for, and brainwashed for 40 years and still don't think uh, drug cartels should run the southern border. Okay, so they're, they're outside the mainstream of on, on virtually every other issue in America, which is, so when they go to govern, it highlights that. So, so they can't govern. They need a foil. They need Trump. They need this. The Republicans will not govern because they're outside the mainstream of virtually every voter in their own party. And, and that exposes that scam when, when left to their own devices, they raise the smoking age, not defund Planned Parenthood. When, when left to their own devices, they come up with their own climate change initiative uh, rather than, you know, uh, defending the damn border. And and so they can't reveal that in broad daylight that everything Steve Dace and Daniel Horowitz have been telling their audiences for the last five years is true. They can't reveal that scam. And so they need a foil too, and that's this. And it gives everybody permission to feel like they're doing something. 
it now maybe it doesn't rile people up. I mean, CBS News yesterday cut out of Adam Schiff's opening statement to go back to soap operas. Maybe we're not going to generate the clicks out of this that we had hoped, the ratings out of this that we had hoped. I, I don't know. That remains to be seen. But this this is grist for the mill because and, and the opposite of this is a reminder of why everybody hates all these people. No, exactly. I mean, and this reverts back to the natural tribalism where each one could play the color war, the red team yep. versus blue team. It's Bloods and, and Crips. Elise Stefanik gets to be a new conservative hero. And Doug Collins <laughs> gets on Fox News with his 50% voting record liberty score from the deep blue state of Georgia. Uh, and he gets to pretend to be Mr. Right Wing. And, and Devin Nunez, who votes against us about 70% of the time on actual policy, you know, he gets to, he gets to you know, have his own you know, uh, parking spot on Fox News reserved for Devin Nunez, right? That, that's what this serves. That, it's grist Martha for the mill. McSally, Martha yes. McSally, you can't forget that liberal hack. Yep. Um, she votes she with won't. the liberal hacks, but because she called some reporter no one's ever heard of a liberal <laughs> hack now, she's the new Trump. Yeah, that, that's what this does. It, 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 it provides, it's pro wrestling. It, it, it's, it's fodder. That's all that it is. Nothing of substance. And that's what I reminded people today on my show that, look, Steve, when it comes to the, the anniversary of abortion, which nobody's talking about today, um, you're going to have the March for Life, I guess, in two days. Everyone's going to put out their press releases. Everyone's going to virtue signal how they love love themselves some babies. But we will never, ever get results on that issue because even when we had all three branches of government, they couldn't simply take the momentum from the videos of the harvesting organs and just not fund Planned Parenthood. We're not even talking about um, dealing with the meat and, and guts of abortion. And we're seeing this all over. It's not just in Washington. In Florida, Republicans have super majorities are close to super majorities in the legislature you got ron DeSantis there you got republicans elected for every statewide mm -hmm. office in the state senate there you have the senate judiciary committee chairman just passed out a committee the most sweeping gun control um of any red state to have ever passed while they're blocking ron DeSantis's e-verify bill because they have to protect their their donors um and their illegals I mean, th this is happening everywhere. That That's what you just said. They won't govern because their governance is garbage. Democrats can't be exposed. And that's why, by the way, interestingly enough, Roll Call CQ just put out an analysis that showed that there have been the most bills ever introduced in Congress in 40 years, but the fewest enacted. Mm-hmm. The fewest enacted. It's all about it's all about the foils. It's the show. It's not about actual governance. Now, I'm not a man of man, many laws, but as you all know, Steve, once our government is the, this big and consequential and intrusive, naturally, you're just going to have to do things from all ends. But no, um, it all gets put in an omnibus bill, like raising the smoking age. Why have a separate bill on that? But uh, that that's what it is. And I think that statistic brings out the dichotomy you just mentioned. You mentioned depends a few minutes ago. I had to change mine yesterday morning when I logged on and saw Planned Parenthood endorsed Susan Collins' challenger out there in Maine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes. See, th this makes it all worth it, Steve. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's the little things now. Now, at this point, I've given up that anything I believe in will ever actually happen. So now I'm really just about I'm the court jester. I just want to see people's pants pulled down. I'm going to call it and I'm going to call it a W. Thanks.
Yep, and that's what's going to happen to at least Stefanik and all these people. I mean, you can never placate them enough. I mean, this is like, it's like with ISIS. You know, they weren't going to tolerate anything short of their version of the caliphate. And, you know, you got that R next to your name, you are dead to them. You may as well be a racist like Steve Dace. I mean, it's it's the same thing. I mean, Susan Collins is Steve Dace to these people. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the reality. That's the joke. Because the reality is the other side plays for keeps. The other side demands results. I mean, and Susan Collins day, has, has offered Planned Parenthood everything other than personally autographed carving tools. And yet the way that they have responded to her, the way that they have responded to her is for the the payback she gets for the selling out and betrayal of the number one constituency voting bloc in her own party is they endorse her challenger. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. At least there's some people of principle left after all. Daniel, what do you think? They really are. They play for keeps. (laughs) Yep. Um, Speaking of which, I thought uh, our Chris Pandolfo tweeted out something this morning and I quoted uh, Hugh Hewitt from Salem and how I responded to him is Hugh went on meet the press on Sunday and uh, he lives in Virginia, which is an open primary state. And he's going to go vote for Bernie Sanders in the democratic uh, presidential primary. And he's not trying to pull off a Rush Limbaugh operation chaos or anything like that. He just said, Hey, I'm going to go vote for the guy who's honest about being a socialist when the rest of the candidates are simply lying about it. And so Chris lives down there in South Carolina, another open primary state. And I quoted Hugh Hewitt and gave him the exact same advice. Hey, go vote for the guy who's honest about this when everybody else is lying about it. Your thoughts? You know, I actually agree with you, Hewitt, for once. I, I do think that was a brilliant uh, idea. And, and here's why. The reality is if the American people knew what these guys really do, Yes, there's an increasing floor of wackoness in this country. Maybe it's at 20 percent. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Um, I I think it is evident that not as big of a slice of the Democrat primary is as radical as people thought they were. They're not as radical as MSNBC is. But the reality is we need that to get out because typically – what happens, Steve? What happens when you're in a in a battle, whether it's a sports game, whether it's a verbal debate? If you have a competent opponent that is not Orwellian and perfidious, well, that opponent is going to seek out any vulnerability in what you're doing and expose and accentuate it. So it's like, you guys freaking let out gun felons? You guys let out a seventy-five a guy with seventy-five convictions? You guys did this and and you know made taxpayers pay for it? And you would you would like plaster it everywhere. But Republicans agree with the Democrats. So Democrats wind up getting a free ticket and they it's almost like a rope a dope. They unnaturally take political ground that they didn't really earn and didn't really fight and win over just because there's no opposition. But were people to expose it, they'd be like, what? I mean, so I, I had this a lot with New York. Everyone's now talking about New York's jailbreak. It's become a laughing stock. People finally are talking about it. Now, I've been talking about this for five years. People were shocked this past. They didn't know about it. And the reason they didn't know about it is because Republicans never said anything because they agree with it. All their donors agree with it. So, yes, I would rather have Democrats openly tell us who they are because you know what? Republicans sure as heck are not going to properly define them. Between now and the next time we talk to you, I've got about two minutes here. Between now and the next time we talk to you next week, what is it you're going to keep an eye out for that you think our audience should do the same? Well, 
regarding impeachment, it's John Roberts. He's the most important player. What is the price we have to pay for John Roberts' um, equal-handed scorecard? So by him showing that he's even-handed in an impeachment trial, which new right does he have to agree with the four liberals on the court to concoct? Watch that as some of the earlier cases of this Supreme Court session come due in February. Which one is it going to be? Is it going to be on immigration? Is it going to be on religious liberty? It's going to be one of them. Mm. Always good to see you, my friend. Thank you for joining us here this week again on uh, Blaze TV. God bless. God bless. Gentlemen, some reaction to what we just heard from Daniel Horowitz, Todd. Well, when he talks about the notion of uh, Mitch immediately shutting down the Senate, and for example, I can't remember the name. I need to commit it from memory, but the congressman from, I th- is it Illinois, who has put forward legislation to eliminate the possibility of males drifting into female sports? Yeah, I don't know who, where either, but, but yeah. It, we're, and we're gonna. You don't just say we're gonna get back to the business. But you pick that one, and instantly you have women who are obsessed, perhaps, uh, with being pushed. Uh, they're being pushed towards Elizabeth Warren and company, and they're like, "Wait, wait, wait this is happening." A lot of women still don't know that what's going on in Connecticut in high school sports. And you, I mean, where's the imagination? Where, where is the, where is the game? It's so disappointing when you really think about it, which is why I probably hadn't until Daniel brought yeah. it up. See, I, I gotta I gotta push back on that just a little bit, Todd. You know, I'm which reminded, means even more cynicism is coming. Well, yes. well, yeah, I, I'm reminded every time I go to a gas station now, there's these big uh, signs on the doorway when I go in to pay for my gas that the uh, that that the sale of tobacco to uh, people under the age of 21 now. Uh, is forbidden. So, you know, we are getting some important things done and and chewing bubblegum at the same time, you know, with this impeachment trial. So, I mean, our, our, you know, we can summarily raise the age to buy tobacco products across, you know, affecting how many people live in the United States now, over 300 million or mm-hmm. close to there. You know, we can do that. So we are doing some some really important things here so, too, Todd. So, I just think you need to uh, keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side, keep on the sunny side of life. My daughters say you sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> um, we are going to have an overtime. We're going to, here in a few minutes, we're going to tape after the show ends. And we're going to discuss how, if at all, we should cover this impeachment. And I'm just going to, my inclination is, Unless uh, until the president himself testifies or somebody makes a serious argument, this is this is a pointless exercise and I'm not interested and plan on devoting no real resources of my own platform to cover it and no real investment of my own time to be informed on what's going on to even analyze it. And I'm going to let our panel Either affirm that, or, or I'm going to let you guys ombuds me, ombudsman me. I guess is what I meant to say. You guys get to tell me if I'm on the right path, or I need to take my job here a little bit more seriously. All right. Yep. So we're going to do that with today's overtime. Don't forget blazetv.com/dace. That's how you can subscribe to Blaze TV so you don't miss it. All right. For the rest of you, um, you won't be watching it either. So enjoy the rest of your days, uh, and uh, we'll be back at it again tomorrow. Noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Until then, 
John 3, 17. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.